The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Every time a missile misses its target, a train derails, or a faulty airbag fails to save a life, we wonder whether these failures, which can sometimes reach catastrophic proportions, are caused by a counterfeit part that may have infiltrated the supply chain. Welcome to People to People, working together for your safety with host Stan Salat. Stan has the answers to your questions on protecting yourself and the safety of your loved ones, including your pets. Don't miss out. Now, here is Stan Salat. Hello and welcome to People to People, working together for your safety. I'm your host, Stan Salat. Our show today is Moving Industry to a Better Place. Um, actually, I just messed that up. It's Moving Industry to Do Better. Let's get our, our story straight here. Again, this is People to People, working together for your safety. Our show today, Moving Industry to Do Better. Consumers may think they are adequately protected from dangerous products by benevolent corporations that will go out of their way to prevent injuring or killing their customers. Or they may think they are adequately protected by government regulations designed to keep unsafe products off the market. If only those things were enough to guarantee safety. Fortunately, consumers have another line of defense, the civil justice system. The courts also force manufacturing, manufacturers rather, to remove dangerous goods from the marketplace and make changes that create safe products, even when government regulations and corporate goodwill have been unable or unwilling to do so. The list of products that have been improved to the benefit of consumer safety includes automobiles, prescription drugs, children's pajamas, home appliances, toys, sports equipment, farm machinery, construction tools, personal hygiene products, medical devices, furniture, aircraft, boats, and much, much, much more. There isn't really much of anything that hasn't been touched in one way or another relative to safety. I'd like to uh, start today's show by once again reminding people that our show is made possible through uh, the sponsorship uh, companies that help sponsor the program uh, and individuals. Today's show is brought to you by our platinum sponsors, Business and Quality Process Management, LLC, as well as platinum sponsor, Secure Components, LLC. You can reach BQPM at bqpm.com, and Secure Components can be found at securecomponents.com. 
We also have bronze sponsors, and they include C-Trends, supply chain specialist. You can find them at C-Trends, that's the letter C, T-R-E-N-D-S dot com. Concord Components, uh, spelled as it is, ConcordComponents.com. And our good friends down under, the Australian Aircraft Airworthiness and Sust- uh, Sustainment Conference <laughs> Programs. Uh, you can reach them at agingaircraft.com.au, and that's A-G-E-I-N-G aircraft.com. Uh, look forward to, uh, perhaps if you haven't uh, looked them up, do that. And uh, they're going to be doing their annual conference uh, coming up here, I believe it's in July. If you haven't had a good reason to go to Australia, that might be the one that gets you there. Let's see, I have a guest on the show today, and I'm not sure if we've gotten connected or not yet. Uh, Let me reach out there. Indra Desai, are you with me yet? Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me Ah. loud and clear? I can hear you loud and clear, and I think I can almost hear you twice with an echo, but that doesn't matter. I'm just very happy that we got connected. One of the great things about the Voice America system and the radio station is we can be anywhere in the world and often are somewhere anywhere in the world to do this show. Indra, again, thank you very much uh, for being what might not be a guest on the show anymore, but a regular on the show. Uh, how are you doing today? Thank you very much. No, we're doing very good. Uh, I'm glad to be on the show and uh, hope to share some experiences as well as share some of the thoughts on uh, both product safety, profit, and everything that's going on with that can make life much more easier out there. Outstanding. Let me give you just a little background. Indra has 30-plus years of experience as a senior management executive and advisor in a high-tech industry. Uh, that doesn't mean he doesn't work in low-tech. It's just that a lot of his experience is in that higher-tech industry. He has a unique combined background in organization development and implementing organization excellence, new product introduction, program management, customer service, software quality, CMM, ISO 9000 and 14001. Indra moved up to the San Francisco Bay Area in the early 1990s, just about boom time, wasn't it then, Indra? Right, yeah, things were starting to change. The industries were changing here, too. Yeah, that's where he's held positions in quality management, multi, uh, multiple semiconductor equipment companies, and the healthcare industry. And we could go on forever talking about your your biography and your resume, Indra, but um, I want to chat with you a little bit. A couple of things as we get started today. I didn't talk to my my engineer, but uh, hopefully he's listening or will come back online. We're going to try and open up the phone lines today um, and take questions, live questions on air, if we can uh, get that to happen. So while while we're going through here, going to talk to uh, the engineer in the background and see if we can make that happen. Uh, while I'm doing that in the background, Indra, we're talking, uh, today's show is is about moving industry, 
and I know you've had extensive experience moving industry for one thing or another. Uh, let's chat a little bit about how we do that for safety, whether it's internal safety. You know, you've had experience with this. I know you have. So what I'd like to do is uh, reach out a little bit and see what um, what we can share relative to the topic, which is, in fact, moving industry to actually do better, uh, both in the toxic world or anti-toxic world, in the counterfeit world, and in general safety. Right. So if you really look at it, it's a, it's a very good subject that you have picked up. And if you really think of it, the industry is moving very, very fast. And if you look at technology, you're looking at gadgets, you look at uh, what we have in our hands today. And if you think of it, in the past, uh, probably the computers that we were using, and we never thought a, a 5 megabyte uh, hard disk was good enough, but today... Probably a cell phone, a smartphone, comes with minimum of 16 gigabytes of memory. So yes. there is memory already available there. But one of the things is that everything is getting much more smarter and much more connected. And you know, the today, day and age, the world, there's a word that goes on as far as the moving of the industry is, is going towards the IoT or the Internet of Things. And... In simplest thing, Internet of Things is basically every, everything is getting connected to each other. So if you take a microwave or think of enough or a range in home or a refrigerator, they are becoming intelligent and they are getting connected. But to your point that you brought up early from a safety perspective, how much of safety is embedded into all those. So there are two parts of it. There is the safety from an electrical perspective, whether the product itself is safe enough to be used so that you don't get the shock or uh, it's working <clears throat> the way it's supposed to work and it's doing its job. But then there is the other aspect of it is that the safety of the unit, that if it is connected to the, to the World Wide Web, either through a sensor that it has got inside or the way you want to control it. Now, as a, as a user, as a consumer, you have the convenience of controlling it from the outside. So through your iPhone, so as an example that somebody was sharing with me, was that these days you can take your garage door and you can put in a sensor in there and through your smartphone and you get an app and you would be able to see with the if your garage door is open or closed, then there is a sensor for it. And remotely, you can close it or open it or whatever you want to do, you can do with it. But there are two parts of it. There is the safety part of it from the perspective is that is it the, the physical safety, meaning that is the door going to close properly with some, with somebody, and somebody standing in the way it will stop or anything like that. And right. then the other part of it is, is it safe enough? for you to access it from the outside? Is somebody else going to be able to access it? So uh, there are those parts that are coming into the picture. Well, that, that also opens the question. Um, you know, there's, there's so many questions along that line when we think about a garage door. 
there's the opening and the closing of it, which for many of us, when we think about that from a user point of view, uh, it could be very convenient. I've driven away from the house, and I'm not sure if I opened it or left it rather open or closed. But then I have to stop and wonder, if I close it and somebody was home and they happen to be underneath it when it's closing, would they potentially get hurt? There's the whole issue of if I can open and close it, can somebody hack in and open or close it? Um, if I, from a pure safety point of view, if I'm inside and am attempting to stay safe from somebody outside, uh, again, the safety, this is kind of reaching out there a little bit, but there's that aspect of it as well. So, yes, there's... There are many things, I guess, how do, well, before I go any farther, let me, let me share with um, our listening audience. We are opening the audience lines today, uh, and we're going to take calls directly. So if you have a question, uh, by all means, give us a call. Toll-free number is 866-472-5788. Again, that's a toll-free number, 866-472-5787. If you have a question, um, if you agree or disagree with something we're saying, by all means, give us a call. Let's uh, chat about it live online. We are people-to-people working together for your safety. We're all about the uh, elimination of hazardous substance from products, that's the lead, the cadmium, the mercury, or the various heavy metals that are often found in, chemi- in uh, products, as well as the anti or avoiding counterfeits. Um, those, those are our primary topics, but as you can tell, uh, my dear friend Indra Desai with us today. Indra's a consultant uh, in the San Francisco Bay Area, although he works worldwide. And um, we're talking about how do you move industry uh, to do better. And part of this is getting them to own up to the fact that, that just because they produce it doesn't always mean that it's the safest thing for us. Um, while we're uh, on these various subjects, Indra, Moving industry to actually provide a safer place for the workers, Um, it's part of the equation. There's the safety of products externally, obviously, but there's also the safety of products uh, used in the manufacturing process. And over the years, that's kind of changed as well, hasn't it? Oh, yes, absolutely. They have changed dramatically as to what equipment are there and how they are used and what is the safety of those equipment, whether it be from a mechanical perspective or electrical perspective or chemical perspective, absolutely. And um, that that brings itself to, oh, I, I can remember back when we used to do hand soldering on the workbench and you had the flux that was a chemical of some sort that uh, we got to breathe on a regular basis. Yes. Uh, and just, at that time, the, then later on, the things were added, like the, you would put a fan or an exhaust 
so that uh, <coughs> you can suck the the, dust, uh, the fumes that are coming out of the solvent from the solder and things like that. But as time goes by, then there is more complexity that uh, as we realize what are the impacts or effects of all those then we make the changes that come along and the industry uh, adopts it or people adopt it and then we make the, uh, uh, implement those changes and for better safety as well as for short-term as well as long-term perspective, absolutely. Yes, very much, uh, very much the trend that went, went on. Um, we, we have got to take a short break for radio station identification and to promote our our sponsors a little bit so please don't go away we'll be right back and again uh, look forward to potentially getting some phone calls and having some discussion with our listening audience we'll be right back stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast all the time the number one internet talk station where your opinion counts voiceamerica.com AOG, line down, current supplier cannot deliver, then call Secure Components. We specialize in sourcing hard-to-find and highly allocated electronic components, hardware, and military aerospace parts. We can locate and test your items to ensure you're getting authentic parts every time, and we can deliver when you need them. Our supply chain management consists of decades of experience and works with trusted sources to locate your products when you need them most. Go to securecomponents.com and tell us what you need today. Does your company support U.S. government contracts? What have you done since May of 2014 to comply with the Department of Defense's DFARS requirements? These rules have changed the way all members of the supply chain procure electronic components and conduct business. Failure to comply can subject your organization to unquantifiable legal and financial liability. Visit SecureComponents.com to learn how the first AS6081 certified company leverages this new standard to support your need for obsolete electronics. Did you know that hazardous substances and counterfeit material can be in everything we buy? From new clothing, cars, toys, power cords, and charging units, to your garden hose and the drywall in your home. Did you know that many of these toxins or counterfeits have been found to cause infertility, birth defects, autism, obesity, and diabetes, which can be passed down from parents to children? It's nearly impossible to know the ingredients in these products, yet Stan Salat Jr., author and creator of the not-for-profit HSF Mark Alliance and Counterfeit Avoidance Mark Alliance, believes that consumers have the right to know the type and amount of hazardous materials in the products we buy. Are you a retailer, a manufacturer, a manager, and a person who cares about the safety of the products you sell and buy? Protect your assets, your job, and your family now. Tell Stan that you want his help. Contact BQPM today. Visit our website at www.bqpm.com or call toll-free 877-415-0191. BQPM.com. Together, we are working for your safety. 
Concord Components Incorporated is a trusted supply chain partner to major manufacturers and the U.S. government. We stock a wide range of products, including semiconductors, connectors, passive and electromechanical components. Concord provides a much broader range of products, as well as obsolete, hard-to-find, and long-lead-time items. In addition to our inventory, we offer total bill of material solutions through our global sources and procurement services. For more information about Concord Components, visit ConcordComponents.com. Aging Aircraft Australia is a non-profit organization engaged in collaborative responses to sustainment challenges in Australia's fleets. Challenges often shared with its U.S. allies. Aging Aircraft Australia runs the annual Aircraft Airworthiness and Sustainment Australia Conference, including its ongoing counterfeit avoidance campaign. More information can be found at www.agingaircraft.com.au forward slash AASC. That's aging with an E. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. This is People to People, working together for your safety. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to Stan at stansalot.com. Again, that's Stan at stansalot.com. Now, back to People to People. Welcome back to People to People, working together for your safety. I'm your host, Stan Salot. Our show today is Moving Industry to Do Better. We have a longstanding mission uh, and when I say we, it's it's all of us related to and working around the international community and really helping industry understand the importance of anti-counterfeiting uh, or counterfeit avoidance or avoiding counterfeit, however you want to say that, as well as eliminating the heavy metals and toxins um, known to negatively affect the health of human beings and animals, uh, particularly our pets, but pretty much any of the living folks and, and animals in the world. Um, our, t- our talk today is uh, with my guest, Indra Desai. Uh, Indra's on the line with me here. Hello, everybody. Um, Indra is an expert in... Um, Process development, uh, helping industry understand uh, how business is managed, how business should be managed to ensure proper processes and efficiencies. We're talking today as well about the uh, justice system and how industry gets pressured into doing things better. And part of that is actually you and I, as consumers, reaching back, reaching out, and explaining. As clearly as we can to industry that we really do want safer products, not just safe in that they don't physically harm us, but safe in that they don't uh, contain heavy metals that could affect our health or our children's health or, for that matter, our, our grandchildren's health. We've opened up the lines today. This is something new for us. Uh, if you're listening and you have a question, by all means, give us a call at 866-472-5787. 
uh, post your question either to myself or to Indra, and we'll see if we can't uh, answer it for you, or at least we can uh, discuss with you your thoughts, um, give you an opportunity to share some of your thoughts or ideas with our listening audience. Indra, before we go any farther, I forgot to or neglected to mention uh, how folks can get in touch with you. Would you care to do that? Sure. Uh, people can uh, reach out to me. My email address is Indra, I-N-D-R-A, at RIM Consulting, which is R-H-I-M Consulting.com, or my number is 408-829-2819. Would be happy to talk to anybody in, in any way that I can help them out in improving their business processes or any transformation within the organization that they are looking for. And you specialize in industry trans, uh, transformations, uh, is that correct? That's correct. And it, typically, the industry transformation happens is by understanding the goal of the change that the company or the organization or an individual wants to go through and then looking at the the as is state and then coming up with a process and the objectives, how we can achieve it one, one step at a time to get there to the end goal. Uh, very good. When we talk about product safety, obviously, um, as pointed out in, in the description of today's show, there, there's regulatory requirements that industry must meet. There are statutory, regulatory, there are environmental controls. There are many different controls that are put in place, but that doesn't necessarily mean that industry is abiding by them um, and actually addressing them the way they should. And this is true. I mean, we've seen it in the automotive industry with numerous recalls for various uh, safety concerns. It don't we don't generally see it as much in farming equipment, but we do know that it's there. Certainly, we've seen it in toys. Uh, perhaps, Indri, you might comment a bit on the regulatory safety aspects of uh, product safety and and what industry might need to do or is doing uh, related to that. Sure, yeah, definitely. See, one of the things is that regulatory compliance, whether we take safety as well as, you know, from an environmental perspective and the uh, uh, other areas. Now, when we talk about environmental, we're looking at it. If you think of it and if you know, uh, Stan, and probably the audience is aware, is that the awareness of uh, recycling or reduce uh, hazardous material did not actually come till about two decades ago. They, then that, at that time, there was a realization that we have computers and a lot of equipment that is coming through, and as we age them and they become, then you have to uh, ex- um, uh, get rid of them. And so how do you do that? And how do you do it from a safety perspective? And the realization of that uh, the... PC boards or any any equipment that you got, electrical equipment or electronic equipment, it's got some type of chemicals, and if you just put them in the landfill, then it's going to give out fumes and things like that. So if you really think of it, and if you 
look back, uh, one of the things that comes to my mind is that as human beings, we purposely do not try to harm uh, ourselves or our fellow beings that are there. It just happens that over time, we learn about it and, and it happens. It's the same thing, uh, probably it might be the analogy would be appropriate today uh, because everybody must be scrambling to file their taxes uh, as tomorrow <laughs> is the deadline. But then if you look at it, every year there is some new law that comes in or there's something new that comes into the picture, right? Right. But that, how did that come about? That came about because there was something that legislatively thought that it was a loophole or there was the chances that people were either paying less taxes or we were paying more taxes because the way the law was defined or things like that. Similarly, with all the equipment and every product that is out there, whether it is mechanical, electrical, or non-electrical that is out there, in even if you take uh, a, any of the fluids that we use in home, whether it be cleaning detergents and things like that, or, or shampoo or soap or anything, as time goes by, then we realize that something is hazardous or non-hazardous to us. So what do we do is that we put some regulatory compliance into it. So then you have companies that come up with the standards. And if you think of it, uh, the name that always pops into anybody's mind when we talk about safety, UL comes into the picture. And UL, is a, they, they have set the standards, and that's how it comes up. And every country in the world has got their own regulatory compliance standards. Now, the key becomes is that when a product is designed, if those reliability or that criteria is taken into consideration from the very beginning, and as the product is designed in or made, all those regulatory compliances are taken care of. So even if you take from an environmental perspective, uh, <clears throat> one that I would put in on the environmental side is the noise, uh, that is uh, electromagnetic noise that is coming from the emissions and things like that. And for that matter, a lot of people, there are YouTubes and a lot of clips people show that a cell phone is harmful to one's ears because it's transmitting some uh, heavy signals and things like that. I talked to some of the microwave uh, industry experts, and they say that a cell phone is not putting out as much uh, signal or the amplitude of that signal is not as much as probably if one would be standing in front of a microwave. But then key becomes is the, how do you measure that? How do you make that happen? And so there are two parts of it. There's awareness of where it can be coming from, and is it within the compliance range that has been established? And that compliance range comes up <clears throat> with the industry experts that they set up on the standard. And as time goes by, they, they get revised or uh, you up them or down them, whatever it may be. But the key becomes is getting products designed in from the very beginning with in mind as to who the consumer is going to be, who is the end receiver of the product, and what are the compliance that they should be meeting to 
and then making sure that all the products are done that way. Now, if they are done that way correctly, and like what you mentioned, Stan, is the recall of the automotive in the automotive industry, and that is the recall can happen only if there is traceability. So meaning if something goes wrong, people report on it, and there are multiple incidents that happen, then a fiduciary uh, duty of the producer becomes is that, oh, I do see a problem here, and this is how we can fix it. Let's recall everything, or let's refix them, and that's how we go about. So safety, per se, and regulatory compliance are kind of <coughs> uh, uh, intertangled with each other. One is knowing what the safety criteria would be for that particular product, for the consumer that is going to be using it, and then and what standard it should be at, and then how do you implement that all the way across. So I'd say it's a business process that, uh, or a product process that, you, that one has to comply to and make sure that they're doing the due diligence. I, would, I wouldn't say must comply, but more it's a fiduciary uh, thing for anybody who wants to sell or give a product to somebody. So it's it's really a case of designing it into the process. So when we talk about transforming a company, if they really want to transform themselves into a consumer, um, what's what's the right way to say this? Uh, it, consumer advocacy, or you know, really bringing their their customers, the consumers, into the picture. They really want to take this on board and do it as part of their initial um, policies of commitment? Yes, absolutely. I mean, the analogy or the example that I would give you is that in the early 80s when FCC came up with the emission standards, and if you look at it, there were two classes. There was FCC A and FCC B. Okay. Products that were consumer that were, had to be gone to the consumer, that means every consumer that was using, then the product had to meet the emission standard of FCC Class A. And if it was in the industry side, then it had to be FCC Class B. What that meant is that if that particular part or product is used in the industry, that means that type of precautions will be taken so that it is, uh, it is it, uh, uh, that particular equipment <clears throat> will not interfere within what the industry is using of other products that are there. So as an example would be is that if it is class A and you are putting that product inside the house, then <clears throat> you want to make sure that it does not fear, interfere with anything else which is with inside the house. And if you recall in the, in the early times, when the, the, uh, all these uh, internet or Wi-Fi type uh, equipment, modems and things like that were coming, or the cordless phones and all that, everything was on the 2.4 gigahertz package. Right. And if you had multiple devices, then let's say that you are talking on the phone and all of a sudden the microwave starts and the phone <laughs> starts, uh, stops working. <laughs> and yes. that was the realization and then that's when the breakdown of the bandwidth and all that comes into the picture. But the key becomes is that knowing 
what is the industry? So if I want to sell a cordless phone and a microwave that is compatible with each other into a consumer, I should make sure that I'm testing the product, that both of them together, and making sure that it meets the, the criteria so that the consumer is always happy. They would not, if, uh, a, if a consumer is non-electrical type person, he or she would not realize why the phone stops working when the microwave is on. Or better yet, when they started dialing the phone, the microwave comes on. That's Folks, right. Uh, <laughs> that would be the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, let me remind you again, if you have a question, um, have a comment, uh, would like to contribute to the show, you can do that by calling us at 866-472-5787. That's the call-in number. It's toll-free, 866 866- Four seven two five seven eight seven. My guest today is Indra Desai. We're talking about how uh, how do we get industry to do better, and is industry doing better? Uh, anything relative to industry and doing better—that's that's what we're talking about today. We are addressing the, uh, the ways that move industry, and part of that is actually you and me. We are the vehicles as consumers. We're the vehicles that actually do get industry to change. We're the ones that actually have an impact on what industry does or doesn't do. And that comes about by making sure that our voice is heard. 866 472-5787. We're going to take a short break for radio station identification and a word from our sponsors. We'll be right back. Streaming live. The leader in internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com Lansdale Semiconductor, the electronics company that created the semiconductor aftermarket, builds semiconductors for defense and military use, as well as commercial and automotive global industries. Lansdale Semiconductor still makes them like they used to. We have over 50 years producing high-rel integrated circuits. Our classic designs are timeless, just like the legendary cars where you might find our products. For more information about Lansdale Semiconductor, visit lansdale.com. Did you know that hazardous substances and counterfeit material can be in everything we buy? From new clothing, cars, toys, power cords, and charging units, to your garden hose and the drywall in your home. Did you know that many of these toxins or counterfeits have been found to cause infertility, birth defects, autism, obesity, and diabetes, which can be passed down from parents to children? It's nearly impossible to know the ingredients in these products, yet Stan Salat Jr., author and creator of the not-for-profit HSF Mark Alliance and Counterfeit Avoidance Mark Alliance, believes that consumers have the right to know the type and amount of hazardous materials in the products we buy. Are you a retailer, a manufacturer, a manager, and a person who cares about the safety of the products you sell and buy? Protect your assets, your job, and your family now. Tell Stan that you want his help. Contact BQPM today. Visit our website at www.bqpm.com or call toll-free 877-415-0191. BQPM.com. Together, we are working for your safety. The world has changed. You need a trusted supplier that mitigates risk at every stage of manufacturing. 
C-Trends utilizes provenance marking technologies to provide a unique security solution when addressing the challenges of supply chain security. Item pedigree, brand protection, and theft. In these times of fraud and counterfeiting, customers depend on C-Trends for a higher level of trust and service when it comes to their supply chain needs. Visit our website at ctrends.com for more information. Aging Aircraft Australia is a non-profit organization engaged in collaborative responses to sustainment challenges in Australia's fleets, challenges often shared with its U.S. allies. Aging Aircraft Australia runs the annual Aircraft Airworthiness and Sustainment Australia Conference, including its ongoing counterfeit avoidance campaign. More information can be found at www.agingaircraft.com.au forward slash A-A-S-C. That's aging with an E. Secure Components is proud to be the first independent distributor certified to the Department of Defense adopted AS6081 Counterfeit Avoidance Standard. Our clients view us as partners in counterfeit avoidance because we share our source of supply. We have earned their trust to procure electronic and mechanical components specifically when their requirements are obsolete or unavailable from authorized sources. Visit securecomponents.com today to learn why the largest aerospace defense and technology companies in the world partner with Secure Components. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com This is People to People, working together for your safety. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to Stan at StanSalat.com. Again, that's Stan at StanSalat.com. Now, back to People to People. Welcome back to People to People, working together for your safety. I'm your host, Stan Salat. Our show today is Moving Industry to Do Better. Consumers may think they're adequately protected from dangerous products by benevolent, benevolent corporations that will go out of their way to prevent injury or killing their customers, or they may think they are adequately protected by government regulations designed to keep unsafe products off the market. If only those things were enough to guarantee safety. Fortunately, consumers have another line of defense, the civil justice system. The courts also force manufacturers to remove dangerous goods from the marketplace and make changes that create safe products even when government regulations and corporation, corporate goodwill rather, have been unable or unwilling to do so. As I've shared in the beginning of the show, this covers virtually every type of product we know. Uh, this also covers food products as well as pharmaceutical products, drugs that we need to uh, maintain our health and so on and so forth. We have started with this show to open our lines up for questions from the audience, listening audience. You can contact us or you call us at 866-472-5787. Uh, If you have a question, if you have a a contribution or a thought, um, if you like or dislike the show, by all means, we want to hear from you. Again, that number is 866-472-5787. 
1-800-227-5787. My guest today is Indra Desai. Indra and I have been talking about uh, how how moving or how to move industry to do better, the things that either he or I have done over the years. Uh, welcome back to the show, Indra. Thank you, Stan. Um, when we last were, the last segment, we kind of were talking about uh, the various things that uh, the safety regulatory folks do. Uh, some of the things that have taken place over time, we definitely have the FCC uh, requirements that show up in various regulations. These are particularly important so that when you're using your cell phone, you're, you're not turning on the garbage disposer or the dishwasher or the microwave oven. In today's world, you're not changing the clocks or the uh, computers in your, in your refrigerator, for that matter. You're not opening the uh, garage door, hopefully, or closing it because it's gone electronic as well. We also talk about this from another perspective and one that uh, may not be as quick to recognize, but pacemakers can be affected by radio signals. And as we know, pacemakers are used to keep our heart pounding or beating the way it should. Um, So the FCC plays a big role. There are other uh, regulatory agencies as well. Isn't that correct, Indra? That's very true, and uh, you bring up a good point. It's like a pacemaker <clears throat> has to meet certain requirements, and that is one of the reasons sometimes we ignore this when we go into the hospitals to visit a patient or somebody, uh, and it clearly says there, please do not use your mobile, and we don't realize that uh, there must be a reason why they do that because there is so much equipment that is going on in there, including like a pacemaker, and you want to make sure that there is no interference of any of those products with the cell signal that you are uh, putting out. And you tell recently in even turning on the phones in the air were not allowed, and today too, well, during the takeoff and landing, they are not allowed, but after that, now some of the airlines have started uh, allowing uh, the cell phones to be used. Means that at, at that point in time, they have figured out so parents. But the, this brings me to the point is that it is very, very important for every consumer to know of the regulatory compliance of the product that they are buying, that the product that they, are, they have bought is meeting one of those regulatory compliances. And from a safety perspective, in the U.S., we look at the UL mark in uh, Canada, you look at the CSA mark in uh, Germany or in Europe, then you look at the TUV mark or some other uh, markings there, as well as uh, if you look at the back of your TV, which most of us will never <clears throat> never notice it because we are more interested in looking in the front of the panel itself. But in the back, right next to the plug, there is a big label with all different compliances that are there. And it is very important to see those. And even it was very interesting and I'd like to share this story is that a few days back, uh, I was shopping uh, at one of the grocery stores with my wife, and I noticed uh, that a mother... A, a child, uh, it, it, there was a son with her, and the son picked up uh, a meat packaging that was there and said, Mom, why don't we get this? And Mom looked at it, and 
she was looking for the USDA mark. And right. because it did not have the USDA mark, she said, no, I'm not going to take this because it does not have, it's not USDA. Now, that is what really the important become is that for the consumer to be aware of what is the compliance that the product that one is consuming or going to buy or use and what is the marking that it's supposed to have. What is the regulatory compliance that it has to meet to? It, it has to be compliant to when they buy the product. Now, probably there, there are a few more of these types that uh, probably, Stan, you are aware of. And I know that it brings us to the other subject also is that sometimes you get products that have the marking, but actually the marking is a counterfeit marking. And I think uh, there's more work going on in that area is that when people get greedy, they figure out of making money in different ways and probably they'll mark something which actually does not meet the compliance. But as a consumer, how do you get aware of it? And what do you do when you are aware? The unfortunate part is that when something is not compliant, it is a lagging indicator, meaning that you are already impacted by it, you have been hurt by it, or something has gone wrong, and then now you start looking at it, but then how do we get the awareness much more prior, and how do we look for it? So maybe, Stan, you have more experience on that side, and you might want to share some of your thoughts. You're, you're absolutely right, and that's an excellent point, Indra. The, the reality is that counterfeiting... Um, is in fact a huge issue today. Uh, I've said many times on the show and on other radio shows or TV shows that the International Chamber of Commerce has uh, indicated through their studies that $1.77 trillion will be spent or, or consumed in the uh, counterfeiting environment, something to do with counterfeiting. This is a combination of taking jobs away from folks in various countries, not just the U.S., but worldwide. It also is uh, a situation where it's taking product away from, or revenue away from the uh, owners of the IP. And equally, if not more important, is the safety factor. Many of the counterfeit products are, in fact, uh, using chemicals that are hazardous. We know they're hazardous to our, to uh, human life. Uh, the lead and the mercury, the cadmium, the hexylvania chromates, uh, the flame retardants, PBD, PBDEs, as well as the phthalates, which uh, we know will, will and do cause cancers. So there's a whole issue with that that is, again, as you pointed out, Indra, extremely important for us as consumers to understand the regulations from the standpoint of there should be one. Uh, I know that I'm looking for a USDA mark uh, on the meat that I buy. We know that the food industry has done an excellent job of posting on their products what the ingredients are. Not how much they don't give away the trade secrets for you know how well it, how well they can make it taste, but they do in fact provide a list of the ingredients so that I know that I can stay away from uh, the sugars or the fats or the gluten or whatever it else that I I need to stay away from. So the important message here: industry does want to do the right thing. 
They don't always do it. We have a justice system to help us drive that to a more positive position. But most importantly, it takes consumer voice to make it all really happen. And without the voice of consumers, without us telling industry what it is that we're looking for, what we need, what we want, uh, industry will go about doing what it thinks is right uh, in spite of its best uh, intentions. Indra, we are running uh, just about out of time. Uh, I've got about 15 seconds. I'd like to say thank you very much, and um, hopefully I can get you back on the show and uh, on a future show. Thank you. Actually, really enjoyed this talk, and, and glad we were able to share our thoughts to our, our listeners, and hope to do it again. Thank you. Thank you very much, Indra. We, we never have enough time on this show. It seems like an hour is a long time, but it, uh, it goes by ever, ever so quickly. Again, this is people to people working together for your safety. Our mission, our vision, our desire is to bring people together to share knowledge and create a safer environment for us all. We do that by having guests on, uh, experts in various fields. We are now opening the phone lines up and look forward as time goes forward. We really do want to get uh, feedback from our listeners. We'd like your input. We'd like your thoughts. So don't be shy. Consider giving us a call. You can also, if you have a question, agree or disagree with the information we are sharing, send me an email. You can do that uh, at my email address of stan at stansalot.com. That, again, is stan at stan, S-A-L-O-T, dot com. Our uh, sponsors, uh, BQPM, LLC, dot, uh, it's bqpm.com, Secure Components at securecomponents.com, as well as C-Trends, Secure uh, Concord Components, and Aging Aircraft out of Australia. From Voice America, we have Brandy Jackson, our general manager, Robert Cellino, our executive producer, Randy Jackman, our production manager, and Jeffrey Gerstel, our director of host services. From People to People, there's Yulia Coach, Coach Branding, and People to People production manager, as well as uh, Christina Clark, our uh, Producing uh, manager, she keeps me mostly out of trouble whenever she can. Remember, um, thank you. Uh, let me start over again. Thank you for joining me on People to People, working together for your safety. Remember, change only happens when people come together and work together. You're helping the fight against the proliferation of hazardous substance and counterfeiting of consumer products could save a life. Until next week, I'm your host, Stan Salant, wishing you a safe and healthy life. Thank you for listening. Please join host Stan Salat for next week's edition of People to People, working together for your safety. We'll have another show next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a safe, toxic, and counterfeit-free week. Music.